every single day. People want to connect with someone who... Self-expression is life. It is the challenge. It's a challenge of life. You can't get mad at other people for not seeing your vision. It was all about a grind. Like, like I said, I was selling CDs, DVDs, and clothes out the trunk of my Whatever car. Whatever it takes. This is for the people. Don't forget that. What's up, Lug Life family? Zach here from the Junk Luggers, episode 24. I am here with Christoph and Jason, and um, we are in Industry City, Brooklyn, at their studio. We just walked through, and they showed us their amazing studio where they do all their refinishing, and they have their wholesale and their retail store. If you guys don't mind just starting off explaining who you are, how you got into this business, and just walk through to the audience of where we are today. So first part of the business is the antique restoration. Uh, I'm French, south of France, parents, grandparents, everybody in antiques. Uh, I had no choice when I arrived here, I had to make a living, except being a French waiter, which is very fun, but uh, so I started refinishing furniture, got into it, designers, and uh, got a very, very nice business, you know, refinishing, restoring antiques, beautiful, uh, beautiful work, beautiful stuff to do. And uh, then added a line of an all-natural uh, furniture and leather care product, which is... Well, yeah, Jason. I'm Jason. I had nothing to do with antique restoration. <laughs> and I'm from New York, so I had many options. No, but, but I was working in corporate fashion world. And uh, Christoph and I were partner, life partners and decided to work together. So when I came on board... Uh, Christoph was known by all the interior designers in New York because he's to the trade and his antique restoration is such a high-end, high-level uh, precision and really museum quality of things that they do, uh, that we do, and, and also custom furniture production for mostly interior designers, some architects, but and primarily residential, but now more commercial, commercial as well. Yes. But we wanted to work together, so my idea was to really turn this into a brand because I saw the level of work that was happening and the need for easy to use all natural products, you know, for your home. So we launched this line of serums, waxes, creams, um, and tonics. Tonic. Yes. I was like, what's yeah. the fourth one? Tonics, <laughs> the furniture tonic. So, and we make it in here in-house. It's all natural uh, and has a great smell to it. That's been a big part of the business too, is that aromatherapy in, in terms of non-toxic you know, for your home, yeah. because that all these products that we bring into our house layer on top of each other. So you know, you can end up with sort of a toxic cloud floating around your house. So this is the business um, entrepreneur uh, thing that worked with us. Um, it's true that my business, my part of the business, the antique restoration, that is very artisan, very artistic, uh, doesn't think. Uh, Business-wise, yep. money-wise, or to develop, or to make something out of, uh, out of the, 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 the groove of what I'm doing. And that's because of Jason that said, you know, like, okay, now you, you build rolls, but how can you sell, you know, the, the, the perfume that is called rolls and that everybody will have, Rolls-Royce, you know, so it's a... Uh, well, yeah, and the, the, the idea really is an old formula, and it's, I took it from the fashion world because... I used to work for Chanel and for other fine brands, French and Italian brands, but Coco Chanel's vision was that very few women could ever afford to buy one of her dresses because it was 0.01% of the population. 
but most women could buy a bottle of her Chanel Number no. 5 and take it home. So the same is true for our studio. You know, very few people will ever send their furniture to our studio to be restored, but most people can buy one of our bottles of furniture tonic. So, and it really carries through the vision of what we're doing, and that's why it was important for us to make the product as organic and as natural and as... Uh, pleasant, a pleasant experience, yeah. you know, yeah. yes, exactly, yeah. And so. beneficial, I mean, it actually works. We had to make sure that the product was enhancing right. anything that it would touch and that stores would be happy to sell it because we wholesale it. That was the vision too. So when, when I got involved, there was no website to the business. It had been around for <laughs> almost 20 years at that, no, 15 years then. And there was no website, it was just a phone call, you know, into the studio. So there was a brand already there just waiting to be sort of tied together and, and, and photographed for the internet. You guys are the perfect yin yang for a business. Strong yes, brand. Yes, absolutely good. Yeah. It's been, yeah, exactly. Because all businesses, and I'm sure you've talked to so many people, it's impossible to do everything, one person, or to have that mindset, right? To be the creative and to also be the business person or even the organizational person or the internet person, these are all such different yeah. skill even to, sets, right? Even to talk about yourself and sell yourself. Um, it's hard. It's better if somebody else does it, you know. It's uh, especially, I mean, I have a European background, I'm European, so we are taught uh, not to brag, to stay in our place. There's an element of uh, vulgarity, you know, that people cannot do in Europe, or they think it's vulgar. So it's, no, 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 it's true. I mean, it's, no, for a, sure. yeah. so it's even though I'm doing very well here and I'm American now, and it's, a, they, they are still the background, you know, of like uh, the, the good Catholic boy from the province, you know, that, uh, no, you don't do that, you know, you don't. Uh, so, you know, with the uh, well, nasty New Yorkers, you know, so really, so. it's just nasty yeah. New Yorkers. Yeah, New Yorkers you know? will sell everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but he does quite well when he's been on camera as well. Yeah, but so that's, that's not that's the same thing. To, it's to, a different to, thing. Yeah. To be a clown, to, to, yeah. to be a ham, that's, that's, that's fine. But to sell well, yourself, every time we go on TV or we do something about the product, at the end, I mean, I, I, I talk about everything, <laughs> yeah. I say as so, stupid thing as possible. And at the end of the segment, Jason is like, you could have talked about what we had to sell, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> Literally, the host will ask about how to do something to a piece of furniture. And Christoph many times will say, well, you buy a wax, you, you buy our wax. wax, we make furniture yeah. wax. We actually make like, that wax. Right, that's usually on set and you will not touch it. That's it's like, amazing. promote our products. Like, this guy I can't that. do that. I can't do that. I can't but, do that. That's like, but we should back up a little bit. Just read the title because I'm not going to talk about the book. Okay? <laughs> no, we should back up a little bit and say Martha Stewart got involved yes. yeah. early on in our, when, once we were branding this experience and she had known of Christoph's work previously for his anti-restoration, but I knew that it was all about getting into the magazine. So also it's a natural Same because thing, the editors yeah. will love what we're doing because yeah. that's her ethos, you know, sort of yeah. like handmade, handcrafted, authentic detailing. And we pitched Christoph for a segment on the TV show. They were very excited and interested. We had to tweak it quite a bit because we were pitching straw marquetry for interiors. And it's funny because the producer said to us like, listen, I love what you're, what you were talking about. Martha loves Christoph's work, but how's the average viewer going to relate mm -hmm. to straw marquetry for their house? Yeah. So I said, okay. They said, come back to us with an idea. I thought of it to go to Michael's craft store, buy a little picture frame for five dollars, 
and make it a segment of applying straw marketry to your picture frame. On the frame. So it's a great it craft project, you know. And I thought it was perfect because Martha's even known, really, for doing over-the-top craft projects that people say, who would ever do that to their... So it kind of felt like it was perfect. And I knew that she and Christoph would hit it off on camera together, and they did. And the segment was a huge success. And as they were filming it, I was off camera with the producers, and they, she leaned over to me and said, one producer said, what else can you do? Like, right away, like, they were already planning the next segment and invited us back before it was even over, so... Oh, Martha Stewart is from Fairfield, Connecticut. Uh -huh. where, and oh, wow, great. We've done, this is our 24th podcast. Wow. I think you guys are the fifth business to be connected to Martha. See. So like, she is the ultimate entrepreneur, right? Absolutely. If you think about it. And Absolutely. she's taken so many super talented, can you hear me, Roger? Super talented entrepreneurs to the next level. Absolutely. And it's, you know, to me, that's what entrepreneurship is all about is being able to elevate people who really deserve it and have been working on their craft for 15 years before their partner comes in and makes it that strong brand name. So yeah. and sh the, shout out to Martha. And totally. the reason it works with her is that uh, she is the real deal. She, she knows yeah. everything we were talking about. We didn't have to rehearse anything. She knows what, is, what a French polish is. She knows what gold leafing is. Um, and she knows how to do it. I mean, she knows, <laughs> it's amazing. And, like. and, and, if she, and if she doesn't know, she will know. She, sure. And uh, she's excited the to difference, learn. Yeah. What, what she always said about herself is like, I'm not an entertainer, I'm a teacher. Educator, yeah. And, yeah. and when you have that, you pull to yourself, you know, the people that have the real knowledge or talent or, and, and you have something real to show. And that's the reason of success of uh, Martha Stewart and the people she works with. And I think it keeps her so relevant and current because she's Still. always looking to learn and to teach people and to make people discover something new, you know? And Yeah, I mean, Roger is 24 years old and he's like, Martha Stewart, that's the one that does the collab with Snoop Dogg. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, yeah, exactly. she's always reinventing exactly. herself, I mean, always creating absolutely. just like, just such a strong brand name and really that's what this whole podcast is about is not being afraid to step into new territories yes. to pivot you know we were talking about earlier when we were walking through your studio of simple things like putting together your tonic and how the bottling and the caps yeah. change during the pandemic right. people that stay complacent will never succeed in, in the entrepreneurship world because being an entrepreneur means you're constantly learning, you're constantly reinventing, and, and I think that really is what the secret sauce is. One thing that I want to add is like, and it goes with that, is like, don't overthink it. Yes. I mean, I, so many people thought it was like, okay, I need a business plan, I need yeah, a, yeah, I still don't know what a business plan <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, I still. Uh, and, and, and the design, and, and people very often after, Four years, I've been in business for four years, still come to me and say like, so how did you know to do that? Yeah. Uh, when you launched the product, how did you know how to bottle the product? How did you know that? It's like, the truth, I don't know. We didn't know. I in mean, fact, people told us you can't do that. You can't, oh, do, you can't it. do it. And who's You'll doing your, do uh, and, and who did you hire as your uh, shipping things? And it was like, we, we, we just do it. You and learn. then we know what works and what doesn't work. But you I know. think, I guess that's why most people don't do things yes. because they, 
they drown themselves with questions or doubts. Right. You what know, if? And what, you, what it's if? An old and it's saying, but if you are uh, financially responsible and conservative, that's the only thing that you need to be. Afterwards, you can launch organically, and you do the testing and you do the run yourself. That's that's the way it works. You know, it's a. Uh, uh, there's no angel investor that you have to wait before yeah. launching something. I mean, I wish. If they're out there, would never say no. If you success, <laughs> no, but if, if you're successful, I believe that they will yeah. find you, honestly. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, it's, it's tough, it's hard, but that's not... Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people that are starting and you would ask them, you know, like, okay, if you had an angel investor right now that could give you five, ten million dollars, what would you do with it? Yeah, it would give yourself probably a very nice salary, but what would you really change? What you do? You, you don't know what you would do with it, you know, except spending it. You know, like a, so start with nothing, or start, you know, and 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 see how it goes, and you will have something real to propose one day, you know. And the most valuable thing is your time. And your time, exactly. That's exactly, true. Exactly, your talent very and true. how you saw things going, and it will actually make you very versatile. You will be able to answer questions or things that. Uh, you never thought you would be able to answer because you have the experience and you realize that uh, if it is recycling furniture, mattresses, restoring, bottling things or whatever, uh, you have answer because you have done something that is a process and you know the process and the object it applies to is just almost accessory. But that's, I think, a big thing nowadays, especially currently, there's this concept, I think, for younger people right now because of the age of Instagram and, and TikTok and all these things, this thing of fake it till you make it. Yeah. Where yes. if you can put yeah. a five-second video of you doing right. something and they want instant success and instant things happening where, you know, to tell someone it might take you five years for this to happen, but figure out how to make it in the meantime, yeah. how to survive and how to... I think those are the businesses that really have longevity. You know, yeah. I mean... I mean, God love anybody who can suddenly just get an investment after a of couple course. months or a year, but if you're not really authentic in what you're doing, I don't think it has the, the longevity, you know, the, for the potential to be, to be a at brand. The, at the end be. of the day, you still need a content. Uh, yeah, you need to be doing something. It can't just all be for, for the cameras. Even, you know, like, even the more vapid influencer that you think is a vapid influencer, uh, has something. There's so much work behind everything. If he's successful, you there is something. It's not just like, you know, I dress up every day and I just say something stupid. No, or do something stupid. Uh, they need to be something, you know. But you and learn that, that along the way because when we were doing the segments on the Martha Stewart show and she had the network TV show, even doing the, those how to segments where, you know, when you see step one, step two, yeah. step three, when people do, I physically prepared all those steps. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you watch these shows and you don't think about that, but right. of course their team does quite a bit when they're doing something. But Great production. when it's a guest coming in, of course you have to do it because you're the guest bringing this thing to them. So the effort that went into that three-minute segment on TV took weeks of planning, you know? And yeah. like, I think it's, it's, when it's done well, you don't think about it, you know, the viewer. Yeah. But it's knowing what all that timing going into it takes. But Martha never cheated on that in the sense no. that she never makes you believe that it's easy. No, that that's voila, true. I did that in two minutes. That's she true. never said that. No. Her critics sometimes just like, oh, look at that. She just yeah. whipped it. No, <laughs> no. And she doesn't say that. It's like, it's, it's the opposite. You yeah, know? that's. Uh, and when she names some other entertainers, she was like, I have nothing to do with those people. 
Those well, because all these people that became famous now, it's like, right. be easy. Yeah, be easy. You know, like it's quick. You don't have to plan. You don't have to take time. You don't have, eh, it's like, she's kind of the opposite of that. And that's, yeah. we're, we're the opposite of that, our studio. I always say to people, you know, when they say, even professionals sometimes, they send something to the studio <laughs> and uh, they say, what's the product you use? It's like, it's not a product, it's, a product. it's a process. Yeah. I like to say these things, you know, everything good, beautiful, expensive, luxurious, real in life is a process. It's not a product. You can't buy it. You can buy a can of varnish, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have a beautiful, glossy piece of furniture. Uh, you use product, but you use them in a process, not just to do a voila. Uh, and we, we do have still some professional and some designers that think that. Uh, we work for a month on a project for them, and then there's a scratch or there is something that's to be corrected, which is totally normal. And they call us and say like, okay, what is the product you use because we need to correct this thing? It's like, why do you think this thing was six months in my studio? Because I was waiting for the product not a to open the can and to put it on. So, of course I can correct it because actually luxury processes are usually very easy to correct as opposed to a product that you spray on and Industrial right. finish, yeah. But I will, it's a process and I will have to correct yeah, it with the same time. process. It's not going to happen you know, it's, uh, tomorrow morning. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, but that's part of also what inspired us to do the book. You know, we just, wrote yes. the Furniture Bible, which is now in its seventh printing, which we're really thrilled. It's, the book will turn eight years old this next month in November, whenever you're watching this. And we're thrilled about that because it still continues to connect with readers and people review it constantly uh, online platforms where it's sold. It really became a classic and this is and unbelievable. Yeah. It took three years to put it together and that was part of the inspiration was, as Christoph mentioned, these processes that are old world mostly and it's the instinct of m many artisans, especially European artisan studios, to keep these things a secret. Yeah. Yeah. They're a yeah. secret process, you know, like it's, yeah. nobody can know what you're doing. That makes perfect sense for today's, when you're in business day to day, you want to protect it, but long term, no. it means these processes die out because no yeah, one knows yeah. these secrets and they die. I people. think historically I mean, in Europe it made a sense because you know, you, human life didn't have much value. So you had either to be of nobility, of money, or, but if you were on a trade, mm. that was your wealth and you had to protect serious it. Serious trade, to, uh, yeah. And as an experience, one of the first experiences that I had about this, this can't be like that. Um, my parents were antique dealers and I remember one time I had a, a gold frame to uh, restore and I went to these guilders, two young girls that I had, uh, and, they, and they did beautiful work. And at the end, I remember they said, we learned with this master, uh, she taught us everything, all the secrets, everything, except the patina at the end because this was a secret so we're still working on that and that always shocked me as a kid that she they, they were given everything except something that you um, and it would die her secret whatever you know like it's, uh, uh, it's like you, you can't sauce. do that and some people even here when I wrote the book were like but if you tell people everything you're not going to have a business anymore some people say that to I us, mean, like, well, if you're telling us how to do French polish, then who's going to hire you? Right. It's like, okay, you do it. You, you try to do it. And if you read the book, you do realize the quality it's, of it's this. a yeah, lot. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I'll be 
really, really flattered <laughs> if actually, you know, you succeed to do French Polish and please come back to me because I'll hire you because actually we do need people that do those. So there is nothing worse than to keep knowledge for yourself. Uh, it's not give it away wasted. No, it's just like make it circulate, go around. The more people know about French Polish, the more business I will have. The more and relevant if you become is, good yeah, yourself yeah. into French Polish, believe me, there is more people, more pieces in the world that need to be French Polish that they are French Polishers. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's... But that uh, was the goal. We wanted to put enough information in there if you would actually restore a piece of furniture, which you can, but also make it just interesting and well and relevant enough to be on your coffee table. You yeah. got to make it a gift. And that's why we talk about uh, hardware, upholstery, like we tried to, how to make your own wax. We tried to really cover from A to Z the history and make it a reference guide. And also, if you'll never touch a piece of furniture, we wanted it to be a, a tool for you if you'd hire an interior designer, for instance. So you're yeah. all talking the same language, you know, yeah. because sometimes when you're trying to explain what you want, you can't put it into words because you don't know what, how, to, how to describe it. And we were really flattered when we hear that, that, it, that we meet interior designers and architects that say, oh, I have a copy of this in our office. You know? And we show people, and, you know, like what's... And new employees will sort of yeah. flip through to yeah, sort of it's a great get area. up to speed. Because it is another language. It's really teach, learning another language to talk about antique restoration, which I didn't know. I mean, I can say that as a layman. Of like, course. And there are so many things around a piece of furniture, like so many trades, so many oh materials, yeah. uh, where to buy it, how to buy it, how to sell it, uh, what you have. It's like what you think you have, how to move it, how to... And getting back in touch with that, because I think that's a, another common thing with modern society is we've moved away from knowing how to dot, dot, dot. You know, yep. it's like, just like our food, like when you, you, you know, it's now hopefully changing, but to see how children have no concept of where their dinner came from, yeah. you know, it just shows you know, up on the, the table. Instinct. Yeah, the animal or whatever yeah. it is, you know, the, the plant or the... It's the same idea with the furniture, you know, it's like to know it just didn't pop out of a factory somewhere, right. you know, so that's been thrilling for us to see the people that come now through our retail store and connect with us on a granular level, like say, oh, I want to do that, or I want to make that, or yes. I want to go leave more that, more people, or, yeah. Yeah, want to know about... And it's addictive, I think, because humans are so, so thirsty for knowledge right now, yeah. and then... And especially the last few years during the pandemic, so many people we talked to they spend a started lot of doing time. this. Exactly. There's uh, this uh, editor, this journalist at the um, San Francisco Chronicle. Uh -huh. She started uh, actually to make a diary that was published actually in the in the in the wow. newspaper about. Okay, I picked up Christoph's book. And I'm going to try to do what he says I have to do on this desk. And she would call me and say like, okay, this is, this is not working. Yeah. This is working. I made a mistake. What do I do? Did I ruin everything? And so that was fun. That was a great thing. And it's, and I, and I tell people all the time, it's like, you cannot ruin it. It's true. I mean, it's, you make a mistake. If you use actually a uh, hand, uh, applied methods and traditional products and everything, they are reversible, um, they, you can repair them, so you, you make a mistake, you remove the product, you remove what you just did and you do it again, you know, so it's a lot of things that you can't do if you have uh, plastic laminated <laughs> furniture, yeah. uh, spray lacquered things, I mean, when it's gone, it's gone, I yep. mean, it's, uh, you, you can't, if you have a waxed piece of furniture, um, 
you can rewax it. You can anything organic, the stains. and that's it's, our running exactly, joke too. Yeah. Is you know before World War II, everything was organic, or right. before the fifty, basically right. when we created all these industrial finishes and chemicals. It's like everything can be reversed. You know, if it's beeswax, walnut oils, and all mm -hmm. these natural ingredients, there's a reason. You know, right. our, and and that's what's been fun too to see that that's the of it. to, to yeah. connect people to that. So the book still continues to touch people that way. And of course, when it came time for the book. Who did we think of to write the foreword? Martha Stewart. And she graciously said yes and Absolutely. wrote a really thorough foreword. She read the entire um, blad of the book, you know, like the, the whole, she wanted to see the whole book before she would write the foreword. And she, she really did read it. Before she wouldn't she wrote do the it if, no. if that was something she wouldn't have. Right. Not she does nothing halfway. So. Yes. Yeah. She did like, she took her time to do it. Well, we, yeah, there's a funny story. We should tell <laughs> off the record. Took a time to do it, and then the, the publishers are like, Christophe, we really need... Uh, We're getting down to the wire, and you know, since really, she's a celebrity, really, uh, we might need a plan B for the forward. Yeah, it was like, okay. So Christophe so texted I like, her. Well, I didn't want to do this. I texted her, and it's like, hi, Martha. Do you think we can get the... It's like, I may be tardy, but I never deceive. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because so, you said, I don't want a plan B. Yes, like, Please, I Martha, want, I don't want a plan B. I don't want B. a plan B, I want you. And it's like, I may be tardy, but... You never know, disappoint. Like, I never disappoint. Yeah, that's what she said. That's true. And, and yes, the next yes. week she wrote this. Wow. She had it. She, she was actually reading the book. I yes, mean, she was really... I mean, can you imagine how many books are sent to her and how much time she spends? And, and she's, very she's been very generous. gracious if you... To serve. If, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it's, yes. not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think yeah. she mm -hmm. appreciates people that are authentic, you know, and she sees people doing the work, that it's not, again, that phrase, fake it till you make it, you know what I mean? I think that's the opposite of her, I I think her message. Are, and, and, I, and I get that a lot, you know, it's uh, sometimes entrepreneurs and people that uh, have a way to do things and uh, work ethics, because that's something we don't talk about, but you need incredible work ethics. Yeah that you know you don't know. I can't teach you what work ethics are. Uh, you need to have had abusive parents. That's part also of the, of the thing. Mentally or physically. Mentally or physically. But anyway, you have it, you don't have it. Uh, but uh, when you have work ethics, I mean, you sometimes are qualified or are called by people arrogant. Uh, and you have to figure out that, you know, and be okay with it. Yep. The people that think you're arrogant or like, oh, Mr. Know-it-all, or, you know, like uh, me, I get the French arrogant thing. Of course, with some French, so it's easy to be arrogant, right. you know, but don't worry. I mean, just continue, do what you have to do the way uh, you think you should do it. And, uh, and you can't be responsible for the qualification. But you know, there's a grain of truth in most stereotypes. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a OCD, Just a hint, a just a hint. A, you know, <laughs> no, it's true. And, and it's the amount of time. I mean, you really have to be obsessed with yeah. what you're doing yeah. and love it because... You say time is the, 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 the value of things. Yeah. I spend countless hours doing things, you know, that right. nobody would do unless it's your own business. Yes. And I have to say, yeah. that makes the difference, yeah. You can, I can never expect any employee we have, and we have great employees, to care as much as I do. It's just not going to happen, I think, at least in my experience, yeah. you know, because I, the, and that's how I approach life, and even when I had corporate jobs, I did apply myself that way, and I think that's why I excelled in those jobs, because people that take it on as their own, 
Like I forget what big corporation had that policy we were we heard like uh, I think it's I think it's Verizon. One of the TV. I, we didn't need to plug them, but um, Sorry. one of the phone companies. One of the phone companies has this thing: if you touch it, if you, you touch own it, it, you own it. You own it. And I always had that attitude when I was an employee of other people and with my own business, of course, you know. But like, I am responsible for this, and I take it seriously. Like, I, I think same it's, thing: serious parents or yeah. just yeah, no, strict parents. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm still, I still take the most pleasure in packing our orders that we're shipping out for wholesale. And sometimes it drives Christoph crazy because he thinks I shouldn't be packing orders. I know, but you do because it because we have you like people. It. I do it because I you absolutely like it too much. Love I have that. To, I, have to I love him. it. I, I forbid nothing him to uh, pack more than I don't know how many orders a day Never. because but nothing gives me more pleasure than yeah. knowing somebody bought something of ours on the website or in a store, and they're going to, you know represent us I mean yeah. I love that what could be better than that it's like the ultimate endorsement you know so so I think one of the most incredible things and if you guys want to talk about it great but is you've done some of the most incredible architecture structures in New York City do you mind just walking them through you know I, I know some of them are Gracie Mansion yeah. City Hall Washington's desk we saw on a, an article about Uma Thurman's. Oh, yeah. So do you mind just like, obviously you're getting it because you're the best of the best, but like, what is it like working on some of this historical furniture? Well, the first thing uh, is, and that comes also when you have a past and when you're an entrepreneur, you have some experience. First thing is like not to be scared of what you have in front of you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can have That's fear, true. apprehension, or whatever, but you cannot be scared by an object. So, uh, or a person. Or a person. Actually, <laughs> you have to be able to say, this is yeah. what I'm going to do, and this is what. Um, and usually, when you are in these situations, you are surrounded by people that, because you're never alone, right. designers or professionals that uh, know what you're going to do, want you to do it, and you're supported by that. You're not just like put in front of something, you know. And we're talking about Gracie Mansion. Gracie Mansion, uh, I was a little part of it. I was just working on some of the furniture, but Gracie Mansion is a big, huge thing. Yeah. And there was a great man behind that said, like, I want this to be the official residence of the official guest of the city of New York, Mayor Bloomberg, put his money, put his will into it. Uh, when you follow a guy like that, you're just like, yes, I'll do my best. You had a great designer, uh, Jamie Drake, that had a, the incredible a knowledge vision. of colors yeah. and a vision because the colors of the federal buildings are bold. They are not those uh, beige things or whatever. And who better than Jamie Drake, you know, to have all those bold colors, you know, the, the pistachio greens and the mauve, uh, all that to put in there. And then you put your little bits of two cents, you know, and, and you're cold and you know exactly what you have to do on that. And that was the thing when after doing Grace Mansion, we did uh, in um, uh, at New York City Hall, the desk of uh, uh, George Washington. So cool. That's incredible. And I think for Christoph, that was really Yeah, because a as an immigrant, moment. you know, as, as coming here, you find yourself finally one day, you know, in front of a piece like that and you're like, wow, this is great, and somebody trusts me to touch this thing, which is uh, part of the history of this country, you know, right. you can, uh, 
and uh, and the simplicity of the piece at uh, at, at the same time you know they right. it's uh, it's something very humbling and proud and excited you know to to do this thing and it's a uh, uh, I go to see it from time to time and I just, you know, you repolish, you touch up a little thing, nothing major, you know, like the, the piece is uh, behind rope, you know, but uh, you take care of it and you just, it's just like you go see a, a child and see how he's doing, you know, if nothing bad has happened and, uh, and uh, no, it's, it's really, and when you actually go in those spaces, it's the same thing as the space we talked about, you know, in a certain place, but all those grand mansions, you know, like, um, you realize that you are a part of it because those grand building or grand rooms or beautiful pieces of furniture, they cannot survive without us. Yeah. They need a keep, yeah. they true. need a will, they need the money. They're living, breathing they things. They need the legacy, yeah. they need like, so you're just one part of that. You know, yeah. I'm not the one ringing the bell and saying, uh, hi, you may have a beautiful piece of furniture, I have to take care of it. <laughs> So you're only a part of the uh, of, of an entire human chain, you know, the the designer, the the owner, uh, the architect, the people that decide what to it do. It takes a real it. team, you know, yes. a team effort yeah. to make any of these things so beautiful. So it makes you feel more comfortable in the sense that, as I didn't, you know, like come in, onto the piece as a foreigner or a stranger, uh, and voila, Kusaf, you have to do it, you know. So. Um, I think for entrepreneurs, you know, that's easier because we are small people usually, or we start small, so we are in touch of very all the elements, all the elements of the deal, uh, and we feel comfortable because of that because we know the people that are going to move the piece, yep. that are going to bring yeah, us the it's piece. Not a, it's not a big corporate are, experience. You know, you know, it's really when you arrive out. at the corporate level, you are just doing one little thing, right. uh, picking up the phone or doing this. And yes, it could be scary if you were put into this piece. And, and, and that's but what it. is interesting, I have to say, is like the more you work with really successful and talented and often celebrity people, uh, how can I say this? It's more, it can be more hands-on than mm -hmm. when you're dealing now with our mega wealthy clients that are more from a corporate background themselves, right. you know, or from finance or from whatever it is. People today, there's been a, almost a layering and, and a protection and a security and, a, and a, uh, a step back from it. So, you know, we often don't meet those clients if we're working with interior designers right. because there's even non-disclosure agreements now, and it's usually not for celebrities. It's usually for names you've never heard of anyway, but that are very careful to protect themselves from anyone knowing how they're spending their money, where it's been more of a pleasure where I think maybe because celebrities are at, at the base entertainers also and they want to connect with people, yeah. they're often, I don't want to say easier to work with than other clients. Yeah. It, it, and people would think it's the opposite maybe, but it's... And Entrepreneurs also have, they can't stay in the mass. They have to poke, they have to be seen. They, they, there is an element of like, I'm a little bit of a star in there. Yeah, so maybe and that's a good point. That's, that, that is also... It's a natural evolution of it's the a natural evolution. situation. And, and what I'm doing allows me to, to have this aspect of myself and my character uh, groomed in the sense that I'm doing the finish so 
when I do an entire project where there are like also some 50 or 60 trade, you know, in an apartment or a townhouse, it may be a little not fair, but I'm the one that people notice. Uh, because I do the gold, because I do the French polish, because right. I do this, I do that. So you can be like, oh, well, yeah, nobody thinks about the plumbing, nobody thinks about this and this <laughs> yeah. and that. We are the good side of that is that a lot of designers and a lot of contractors will put you forward because they know that the client will be happy yeah. with you That's true. and will make all the other things disappear. Like, that is well, often the case. That is often the case. Like, We're I the ones that can, I know, know. Christophe, it's a little early for you to do the handrail or to do these things. But at this point, because we need to show something to the client. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it makes it real for the client. You know, they're spending all this time and money and they don't want to hear it's going to take six more months. I know. So if they can look at something when they, they walk in that property and, and see, they see it. It's like, yeah. oh, Christophe did a beautiful job on that. It's like, didn't he? You know? <laughs> so there's always a part of PR and by the way, the plumbing works also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares about the plumbing? Right. Uh, you know, so it's both ways. You want me to be a little bit of a hammer. You know, on the project, I'm hired a little bit sometime about like that. It's like Christoph, you know, sometimes he's, he's hard to manage or as a, a, a contractor used to say, Christoph is a very, very nice guy. He's just the first five minutes, <laughs> but afterwards it's fine. Uh, I, and I That's know they, they <laughs> That's the French <laughs> I know this is put me, it's like, he's gonna, it's he, just like a he's gonna make a French restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> first, <laughs> so can, can we talk about the Millerton? Yeah, project. Sure. So I, I guess the backstory behind this is my ex-girlfriend from college and after college is from Millerton, New York. It's so funny. I saw on so their funny. Instagram that they per recently purchased, what's the name of the family? Turney. The Turney's general store yeah, building in Millerton. Very small town, population 1,500 people. <laughs> They were both telling me how they've never gotten so much buzz of people trying to figure out what's going into this store. So if you guys don't mind, anything you can share in terms of what the goal is with the Millerton spot? Go ahead. Well, the basic backstory is we have a weekend house up in the area where Millerton is in the next town in Connecticut. So we know this town, Millerton, it's a super charming, as I said, like Main Street, old village kind of town, very small. There is a building in the center of town called Turney's. And by the time we've, we've been going up there a little over 10 years, it was already sort of, you know, seen past its glory, you yeah. know, and it was slowing down, obviously. The gentleman that ran it was getting older. You could feel there was no other family involvement. It was ending. And then a friend called us one night, a real estate agent. We were having dinner with another friend and said, the attorney's building will, is going to be sold. Could be for sale. Could be for sale. Do you, are you guys interested? And the three There's of us looked at each market. other and said, like, yeah. yes. And the fact that we all had that unanimous reaction was why we decided to do it. Because none of us thought, oh, God, like, or, or I right. thought it was scary. Or, yeah. <clears throat> and what fascinates us is for this tiny little town, <laughs> I don't want to say in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York. I mean, it's the middle of nowhere. People so, have reached out to us from all walks of our business and connections to the say, Turney's building oh my God, Turney's? is Kevin Bacon's of building. Yeah, <laughs> it is the Kevin Bacon of buildings. That's, That's great. Everybody. That's great. He's been there, I'm sure, because he has a house not Everybody has a relation yeah. to this building. That's true. And the people, the most, 
I mean, from, people from Chicago, people from all over, yeah. send us pictures Michigan, they found on the, person, on the internet about, about this building. You have a relation to the building. <laughs> the manager of industry city has a relation to the, to building. the building. Some clients I can't Park name. Park Avenue clients have reached out to like, us saying... Of course, I know the attorney's building. And Miller's they have name? precise memories about the building. So uh, the way the cash register rings. Yeah. Uh, what they bought first in this building. The Pendleton. The Pendleton thing. The, the questionable the, customer service from the <laughs> <laughs> proprietor. Yeah. I mean, but all So the, this yeah. is... This is amazing. Every time you are inside of the building, which is closed right now, uh, every time you go in and out, you have somebody that will stop, stop traffic yeah. and get to a window of its car. It's like, are you the one that bought the building? What are you going to do with the building? Yeah. What's going on with the building? That's so funny. It's amazing. It's amazing. We put goats in the, in the building. Like, uh, we bought these two metal, metal sculpture goats, goats and just put, put them in, in each the, of the two main so windows. So people can have more even to talk yeah. about it. It's like, what are you going to do with the goats yeah. in the building? You know? yeah. uh, people have questions. People have the stories. People have... And uh, the first thing we needed to do was empty the building because oh it was yes. over a hundred... The, the Turney family owned the building yeah. for a hundred years. And the building had existed already for 50 years before that. So we spent a couple months cleaning it out and the treasures we found and just things. I mean, you would, of course, appreciate it. Of course, um, paperwork, the paper thing. A lot uh, of things are going to go to the Militant uh, Historical Society. Historical Society. society because because uh, the family had also owned the first car dealership in the area called yeah. Turney's Ford, which we had no idea. And mm-hmm. just finding pictures of Model T cars, I thought, this can't be... All the, you know, all the records uh, of the business, paper records, of course, yeah. you know, like for the past decades century, and decades the, and decades. In the attic. So I we mean, have like all the receipts, all the checks, pencil checks, everything. Crazy. Uh, it's, it's And it had been a, a boarding thing. house when the family bought it. So right. there's seven bedrooms upstairs. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just the way they're built. It's plaster. I mean, this building is like this solid, giant house sitting on two general stores, like two storefronts, which in the middle of town, literally the center of town. So our goal is, we're not 100% sure, but we would want to do a, a general store feeling, but really celebrate the building. The yeah. first thing is to restore the building and yeah. make it look yeah. beautiful. Taking and, care of things, which like, takes time. I mean, people already, we bought the building. They're like, when are you opening? Are you going to be open for Christmas? It's like, <laughs> no, exactly. Three months. And they, it, it, it takes a long time to uh, assess uh, just like antiques. You know, when you have a piece of furniture, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to do this and this and that. You need to uh, uh, talk to contractors that are going to... Uh, just to get... What do you do People to now? come and look at your problem. Yes, you know, it's, it's uh, what you take care of first, what has to be taken care of, what is really urgent, what is not. So it's, it's a long... It'll be a long process, yeah, we'll say that, yeah. but but really we have so many ideas, so it's going to be, yeah, there's all, all good things, yeah. Yeah, totally. We love being up there. I think the project is the building more yeah. than, you know, yeah. what is going into it or Yeah, whatever. almost more important than what we do, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. like the building. Yeah, so. totally. Well, there you go, Val and the Pulver family. Spread it to the whole Millerton community. Make sure they know they're going to keep it. They're going to conserve the historical yes. Yes. Uh, history behind it. Yeah, so Definitely. If, uh, is there any questions that you guys have for me? What question do we have about What do you? we have? Well, that you have to call us next time there's a, a big apartment or fancy place that's <laughs> no. empty so we can uh, get to your place before other people. Because it's the hottest place in town. Because and there's he has coming. the hottest yeah. place in yeah. town if you want to find 
anything you want to find. <laughs> Queens, New York. You anything got, I mean, you need, anything you want, anything you don't even know that you, you want. You can't believe what they have over you at, just, you at just Remix Market. You just go there. And on top of that, I mean, the people that are working with him, a riot. Yeah, really cool team. A riot. You have a really great team. Talk about ham. I mean, it's those people, funny. you know, they put the most unbelievable the Instagram, uh, Instagram are awesome. segments, you know, it's, it's choreographed, it's, <laughs> there's the music, there are the lyrics, I no, mean, it's really, you get it all, yeah. you get it all, yeah. and you end up with a piece of furniture, I mean, what do you want? No, you, you want? get a great deal, I mean, that's it, well, we love we Junk Luggers, yeah. We could definitely do a Christoph remix collab in the future so yes, yes, yes. we will be looking Please. out for something to restore from junk luggers awesome maybe we can showcase it in the millerton store when yeah. it's ready to oh, go that's a great idea if you guys could have a billboard anywhere in the world where would it be and what would it say ah, that's wow. a big thing yeah yeah well it where could would it be, be? It could be just because it's the last billboard we talked about, you know, like what happened to, you know, this uh, village cigar store. Oh, yeah. And That'd be cool. The building closed, yeah. the building Somebody closed bought the building whatever. recently, yeah, I think. Yeah. It's still open, yeah. but the village cigar, but. And there's a billboard always on top, you know, so I, I would have it there. Oh, I love and that. so I think it would be a what good. Would it say? Because everybody would be like, why am I sitting there, you know? <laughs> So, uh, what would it say? I don't know. It's like uh, not political. This one is too. I was about to say. You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. You cannot. On top of it, would have to change every hour because there are so many things going on right now. No, we just put it. You know, like changing it, like you know, Manhattan mini storage. Yes. 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 No, no, no. We could make it very serious. You know, like like I would just say like. It's not a product, it's a process. Yeah, that's that would a good be a good one. one. Be good to your furniture. That's be good, good to, to your say. furniture. Exactly. Yeah. With because a that's the picture truth. of the products. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might say codify row. No, we can't say. Yes, <laughs> no, that's codify row or things yeah, yeah. like that. You know, anyway. yeah. fund, uh, fund health, not beep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, things like that. <laughs> I have about five different things that I could say are human rights. You know, like yeah. there's always this rights or human rights. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And if people want to find you, what's the best way to reach out? Social media? Uh, well, our Instagram is Christoph Borny Studio on Instagram. If you go to furnituretonic.com, it takes us right to our, our web. It takes if you, you right Google to anything about my name, yeah. I'm sure you get. Yeah, there's like Christoph. millions. Yeah. I, I couldn't even believe it when if I was you researching it. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's amazing. we're amazed. Yeah, it's, we're really flattered and For lucky. very weird things also. We're really fortunate you know? so for that. Sometimes you find your name associated, it's like, really? <laughs> what because happened there? <laughs> we're really fortunate because a lot of museums have bought the products yeah, to sell also. Sure. So, you know, the connections and the hashtags. and yep. so. But furnituretonic.com is the easiest yeah. website. And there'll be more. And you know... When you have a great product and a great service, people want to write about you, right? Yes. Versus what we were talking, Roger and I were talking about earlier, versus the opposite where you're trying to pay people yes. to talk about Yeah, you. that's true. That's and true. It's, 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 it's sad also. That's why maybe we should emphasize that. Don't, don't, get, don't, don't pay people to do yours. I mean... I mean, you're, you're going to give money, you're going to fake it, you know, you're going to end up sad at the end of the yeah, day, honestly. So it, I mean, it takes longer, but really stick it if out. If it's just for one thing that you, don't, that you don't go back to bed and you cry because <laughs> you put 
j just do it your way, you know, really. I couldn't it. agree more. Honestly, going to be sad if you do it the There's wrong way. There's nothing worse than yeah. bad. Yeah, and I, I don't know if this is relevant, but last night, Lori from Shark Tank, yeah. she took a I picture. Saw that. And you know what? That's, wow. that's exactly that's what you're talking yeah. about, right? 15 she years in the making. She, yeah. she saw a truck yeah. and she said, this is exactly... It what shows you exactly what it is. It, it's perfect. It's simple. It's you know exactly what they are. 15 years in the making, wow. right? That's and awesome. it's like, you do That's that, awesome. people would pay millions of dollars right. to have the Shark sure. Tank talk about exactly. their business. But, you know, we've been working on the brand for almost 20 years now. Yeah. So it speaks well, for itself. People have paid millions of dollars to have their furniture tonic launch on I, national TV. Exactly. Yeah. Martha Stewart Martha didn't just think did twice. It. She just said, like, this is the it. bottle and this is what you have to put on your and furniture. We you would know? have never thought to ask that. No, absolutely. Answer, so. And when I first arrived in this country, can't talk about my age, but a long <laughs> time ago, uh, and starting you know, like, to scrape furniture on site, like kitchens and everything, I, I would tell clients you know, at the beginning, because I didn't have anything, it was like, oh, I can't do that in my studio. This, this needs to be done on site. Well, there was no studio, so I'd come with my bag. But you, that's, that was the way to do it. You know, you have a few hundred dollars in a your account. Blood, and you sweat, feel rich, tears, you know? and furniture yeah, scraping yeah. have gone into every bottle of tonic, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That wraps up episode 24. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You can buy the Furniture Bible book on Amazon. Yes. You can buy their tonic, all organic. There's no, no, no sort of pesticides, no. nothing. Everyone, your dogs, your kids, everyone can, can display it. And make sure you check out their studio in Industry City. Thank you guys so Thank much you. for being Thanks so, so generous. Thanks for coming. And uh, next. Yeah. make sure you reach out to them on Instagram. Like, comment, subscribe. We love you guys so much, and we appreciate everyone watching. Have a great Bye. Thanks. Thanks. You guys are